Uh, Rogers, welcome back to the Pro Wrestling Fan Blog Podcast. So I'm going to be talking about some things, things to discuss about within the pro wrestling with news and some other stuff that I guess you guys can understand what's going on. So without further ado, let's talk about it, shall we? <laughs> so if you guys had heard of the last podcast, I mentioned one thing that happened was at the last New Japan Pro Wrestling event, and it was revealed that Eddie Kingston had won the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Style um, Strong Style Championship, I think it's called. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, defeated uh, Kent uh, in Japan. It's the first time Eddie has been wrestling in Japan and 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 debuting in New Japan Pro Wrestling, which, by the way, I am shocked that he did. And I was very much proud that he actually would win a championship title. And even though I wasn't hoping he never would, but I think it's been, what, a long time since he had won a championship? Probably when he was wrestling when he was probably wrestling for Chikara, and that was a very long time ago before the the promotion went belly up because due to the accusations of the f- founder and owner of Chikara had did some inappropriate things that was very much questionable. And as sadly as I can say this, um, it's sad, really. Like what he did was... What he's just, and he did kind of admit that, but I'm not going to tell him about that, okay? But and I think Eddie did won the championship. I think there was a it was a tournament there. I'd say I may have to look this up. Anyway, so I'm surprised Eddie won, but here's some bad news. So Willow Nightingale, the uh, wrestler who won the women's version of it. Well, she lost the championship to a, a wrestler known as Gulia, and on top of that, she's injured. And people, and now wrestling fans are doubting that the women's title version of it could be a curse. Right, because, as far as I can say, is those who try to win it, like Mercedes Monet, and she got injured. Willow, who's became the champion, and until she lost it to Gulia, uh, she's now injured. And who knows who would go after the championship belt and try to, you know, try to put hurt Gulia. Uh, I mean, that would be crazy if there is somebody who could. Like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so that's really kind of sad and sucks to have this happen, but... It is what that's been told. But anyway, on top of that, I also wanted to tell you also something else. Um, also, I just found out um, as of yesterday, um, Fred Rosser, who is currently part of the New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling roster, formerly of WWE, um, his grandfather had passed away. He was just 98 years old. 
Um, it was sad enough to hear this happening because if you ever checked out his uh, Instagram account, you would know that he highly talked about his grandfather. And I believe his grandfather, who he calls him Pops, um, it might be on his mother's side. As you guys didn't know, oh, um, both his... And, um, please do not go after him, alright? Because I don't want any of you guys to get... If you're upset by this, just skip this part. Because, um, if you guys didn't know, Fred had had came out being gay back in 20... I believe it was 2013 or 2014, while he was employed by WWE. And then it was real later on, and a couple of years later, or thereof, um, his mother... Er, also came out as a gay more specifically as a lesbian for those who are wondering um but since then Fred has been on a campaign to block the hate which I have to agree I mean you can't I mean you can't be hating on people and believe me when I say this because when I found out that when he came out uh out as being gay um there was somebody I was following like, and he was being and it turns out this person in on Twitter was being homophobic I know people are saying oh that's not right we're like you know I'll be home like yeah for what reason he just came out gay and people were upset and this person was very upset by the fact that Fred came out, 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 and actually, he said so on, um, actually, because what happened was, he was forced out by, uh, TMZ, who, uh, really, really, uh, pestered him in an interview, asking, because there were time they were asking very much inappropriate questions, and and um but he made it really official when he appeared on the uh Ellen DeGeneres show oh um that he came out out gay and uh and at that time I was like really happy that he wanted to prove himself because it was a lot I, I don't know that's like the dumbest thing I would say but uh you know he just wanted to be happy and since then both him and his mother are that much happy how they are um so as far as I can say is for those who are wondering yes Fred is very much happy and as much as I can say this, so was his grandfather, his pops, and it's sad enough that his, uh, that his, his sad enough pops had passed away. So for Fred, I very like I said I, and he liked what I said. I'm sorry for you, the loss of your grandfather, aka pops, because I know how much he was proud of you and you, because not just being as a pro wrestler, but coming out. I'm pretty sure he is, because, because he is very much proud of him. I mean, he never 
said anything about it. So, for uh, Fred, and like I'll say again, from the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry for the loss of your grandfather, aka Pops. And I'm hoping he, and I'm pretty sure he's still happy, he's smiling down. Um, um, and I know that he'll be happy enough that you're, you're honoring his, his, his legacy, his memories and his legacy. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, I'm hoping for your, I'm hoping for the best for you, uh, Fred. Now, I know this is going to, even though I spoke a little bit to my friend Rich, and I know he's probably not happy about this, but uh, something that I wanted to point out here that caused uh, Matt Hardy to do something is, uh, yet again, he's been chastised by Cornette and his weird followers as cronies, and... uh, and if you guys want to know what set them all off, well, let me sh- read you the tweets that led to this. Anyway, it started off back in in uh, back in the Friday, uh, July seventh, which apparently Matt was tweeted about uh, a match going on in on AEW Rampage. He says here. Dark Order versus the Elite was a fantastic match. It's nice to see the Dark Order earn such a well-deserved spot at hashtag AEW Rampage. And then he says here, the at the Young Bucks and Adam Page are extraordinary talents that will unfortunately get their flowers way later than they should. But in other words, this tweet happened was Matt was highly praising of of the Dark Order and and the three members of the Elite, which is the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson, and their friend Adam Page, who are back in good terms. And so, so because of that, this set off of an unfortunate tweet that led to well. Just an out over an hour ago. Anyway, this is something. This is what happens. Somebody quote tweeted Matt and says, "Matt is right though. I know it's cool to hate on the Bucks and Hangman if you're a punk slash Collision fan. Not for me. Give those guys their flowers." Anyway. Anyway, then this is what happens next. Matt quote tweets this fan and says, Between this and the toxic cornet cult, these guys don't get the adoration that they truly deserve. The diehard elite fans are phenomenal and get what they're special, but there's a huge chunk of fans that fail to give them the credit they deserve. Give these guys their flowers. For those who, for those who are wondering, um, I think it's been as far. If you guys haven't paid attention, I had, even though I mentioned this in the past into my podcast, um, the pro wrestling community is still reeling about what happened when CM Punk, Punk had not 
uh, not did anything in, in, how do I put this to everybody can understand? Whatever was met, what happened was, uh, CM Punk did not conduct himself very much properly that turned into a freaking PR nightmare in front of Tony Khan, no doubt, uh, about how to responding a question about, uh, uh, Punk's former friend, Colt Cabana. Uh, and for some reason, he went completely out of control, and because of that, he got in. He got so he lost. He freaked out, yelled. Tony was like, "What the heck's going on?" And he was in shock. And suddenly, um, he went spiraling out of control, and there was some noise going on. And apparently that led to the firing of Ace Steel and suspending of the Young Bugs, Kenny Omega, uh, Christopher Daniels, and for some reason Sam Punk, despite Punk was in fact injured. Um, I don't... And apparently, um, that was what's the last thing I heard. There was no mention of what, who caused what. Uh, and it was just awful. And it got a little bit worse when uh, people were asking about what led, what happened if they all got punished or what. And Tony could not give a definitive answer. And it, it was just awful, okay, to be honest, <sighs> despite of it, um, I know most of you guys are saying, why did Punk let off to the trigger, and why did Punk was triggered when somebody mentioned Colt Cabana, well, again, this stems into what happened before AEW exists, this, this had to, it all started it over a uh, let me explain this this whole entire madness actually really started after uh punk came on to cabana's podcast the art of wrestling with colt cabana to talk about uh, his time in WWE that was really uh, really was weird especially when punk revealed information about who came up the idea of the shield which is turns out it was punk's ideal but instead of wanting instead of having roman reigns he was actually was trying to have chris hero uh, as part of the shield which it to me it totally makes sense and but to even though some wrestling fans will not understand especially duddy fans but for those who would really understand, you guys are wondering why John Moxley, Seth Rollins, Chris Hero, and and CM Punk would make a great stable. Oh, and what not what they saw was the hand of Triple H. It's dirty work. Well, to be honest, for those who are wondering why would why I say why would that make sense and what had just happened 
is because fans and who would know who knew about each and every one of them before they were signed into uh WWE would know that you're looking at four guys who wrestled in the independent scene. And, and it turns out, if you guys didn't know, all of them had at least wrestled one or two wrestling promotions that connected to them. Um, and specifically, it was actually, it makes a lot of sense, especially if Chris Hero was involved. The reason why was Hero had. Um, would make much of the connection with Moxley, Slee, Rollins, and Punk because, because Chris had wrestled in both in CCW, which is Combat Zone Wrestling, and Ring of Honor. For those who are wondering, Combat Zone Wrestling is an in the is an indie wrestling promotion and and that was that was originally based out in Philadelphia that's now somewhere between New Jersey and Delaware. It's currently owned out by I think it still is owned out by uh DJ Hyde aid. Um around the time I would say I think sometime around 2009, I would say, almost to 2010, or somewhere around that, um, Chris actually wrestled in both both uh, Combat Zone Wrestling and Ring of Honor, which Ring of Honor is currently owned out by All Elite Wrestling, thing, or more specifically, Tony Khan. Um, and around that time, Chris was wrestling within both of them. Um, and at this end, it also makes sense because not only that, Chris has been a champion, and as much as John Moxley has in CCW and in Ring of Honor, Chris has been a tag team champion, but that was with Claudio Castagnoli. And both Punk and Rollins, when Rollins was wrestling under Tyler Black, also won tag team championships. That's with Tyler teaming up with, I believe it was with Jimmy Jacobs, and for Cole, uh, no, and for, sorry, and as for Punk, it was with Cole Cabana. (laughs) Go fig, you know? (laughs) Anyway, so that, for those who are wondering, that makes sense, right? So they were talking about, well, about that. There were some other things. And also about when Punk got sick like, and found out there was a bump on him that making him sick. Like, like, and how much he was poorly treated, according to what I, according to what I heard in the podcast. So, anyway, (laughs) so because of what happened with, in the podcast, especially how Punk had 
had been sick and he had and he was told to take z packs in order to feel better or until his wife if if April Pearl Brooks or better known as AJ Lee formerly known as AJ Lee uh told her told him to go see her doctor her. and when he did that it turns out uh, he had a bump and of, and he was not properly treated, right? That's why he went for a second opinion, and, and which then he got felt better. Well, because of that, he, what happened was both Punk and Cabana got sued for it by a, a dirty, by the dirty, um doctor who told Punk to take the Z-Packs, which according to Punk, he, that did not help. Oh. So because of that, I find out the guys are being sued. <laughs> Punk did not get not, Punk ends up getting a lawyer for himself. Cabana finds a lawyer for himself. And I'm thinking right away, what the crappy friend you are. Or Phil? I mean, seriously. They both get their own lawyers. Yours. They're fighting. The, both lawyers are fighting this. This against the. Against the daddy. Doc, this daddy doctor and his lawyer. Even though. And I, and I was stunned when I heard about this. And I'm like. And why. Why is Punk did not get the same lawyer have the lawyers defend both of them because it was both of them are being sued because it happened on Cabana's podcast Ugh. anyway because of that they were both being sued they ended up having legal representation they and they fought it they won and and then after the after of that some reason I find out both of them are sending up suing each other for what reason and I don't know why and because of that they're both were like not in speaking terms for what cause of that I have no idea all I know was it might be from the stemming of the lawsuit and because as punk became a complete dummy for not not uh, getting a not having the lawyer representing both of them for some reason. Then, unless the lawyer says to hang, uh, hang Cabana out to dry, then they're a complete idiot, and Punk should find a better lawyer if that was the case. But anyway, so because of that, that's what happened. And for some reason, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're still at it. But as far as I can tell you, it was, in fact, a PR nightmare for, air, for, uh, for Tony Khan. And then since then, it was like crazy. So because of this whole entire madness, they had to create another show just to have Punk to be on there. And I'm like, why? Hey.
So since because of then, since then, I mean, that's what led everything. I mean, AEW is already divided out. And it actually turns out, oh, FTR, considering uh, and one of them is good pals with uh, with both Cornette and uh, Punk. I was like, really? Oy. Anyway, so yeah, so back to about this crazy situation with Matt Hardy. So yes, this, he's, even though he should not mention about Cornette. At, at he's kind of have a point. <coughs> anyway, so because of that, Cornette finds out he's mentioning, and then this is what Cornette says. Geez, Matt, I couldn't understand, and, and, Selling your soul for rock and roll, but selling it for Adderall? Um, okay, what does this have to do with it? Even if you have to abandon your principles and verbally felicitate these childish cretins for your check, leave my fans alone. It's not their fault Tony's not paying them enough to lie. Okay, first of all, what does even though what Matt said was kind of wrong, but what does what does drugs have to do with this, Cornette? All right, you both are like you both are going to acting acting weird. So this is not good for neither one of you. Anyway, let's see what Matt said. He says, geez, Jim, I haven't sold my soul. I'm sticking to my principles and telling the truth. I'm feeling morally obligated to do right by my friends. Although, that's probably foreign to you. I earn a check because I am great at what I do and still employable. Keep on seeding dissension among your fans with your shtick. It's too sweet. <laughs> oh, good grief. Anyway, somebody also chimed in. And is Cornette Lackey, Brian Last, who says here, he thinks he's great at what he does. we all been watching. His promo sucks. His in-ring work is, well, he swears in this part, is crap. And the only thing in everyone and has been ever interesting in him is doing tagging is his bro in his brother. Jim is telling the truth, is seeding dissension. How many concussions is too many? Okay, again, what what do you mean it sucks and the ring, ring work is crap, Brian? You know, you couldn't come up with something more better than saying what you're saying is not, is not true. Ugh. Anyway, then then Matt tweeted, quote tweeted at Brian and says this. I'm great at what I do, Brian Least. <laughs> I'm great at pro wrestling. I am great at giving back and helping young talent. You're just some a-hole with an opinion that and 
with an opinion that opinion doesn't mean crap in reality. But most importantly, just an a-hole. Oh boy. So this is what happens. This stuff, I mean, I mean, Matt could just not mention about Cornette, which I would have to say what Rich is saying. He shouldn't have said that. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I get the idea, but mentioning Cornette, I don't know, because then, of course, you have to deal with those two. Ew. Ew. Which, apparently, I don't know why Cornets say about drugs when the fact is Matt hasn't been any, and neither hasn't, and neither has Jeff. Because otherwise, if he was, Cornette, Corn- the dummy that he would be, Tony Khan would not let Matt I mean, one left Jeff back in. I mean, seriously. Anyway, Brian claps back in this weird way, and he says, "You've been a great enabler, but you know your crap has been, crap has sucked for years." And that's Mister A hole to you, toxic. Oh, good grief! And then Matt says here another crappy joke. You must be must be your forte, at least. My crap is good. Your Crap is crap. You toxic. <laughs> Biatch. Hey, ho. Oh, my word. This is so literally crazy. <laughs> anyway. Brian comes back to this and says, Are you trying to convince yourself? Your work is crap. Stay home. No one will care. You seem more toxic than I am, with a track record to back it up. I'm better at what I do than you are at whatever it is you are. Still trying to do it. Wait, wait, Mr. A-hole to you. Yeah, Brian, this is not going to help. Of you or Cornette. As far as I can say, you both are wrong, and so is Hardy. But bringing up stupid stuff is not going to help. Anyway, Matt comes back to this, and he says, "Don't have convinced. Don't have to convince myself of my life reactions, paycheck, and appearances. Be so fine. I'm good. I don't know oh, crap about you, nor to." nor care to. So keep doing what you're good at, at, at you goofy biatch a-hole. I'll do the same. You can continue whining and cry about it like a baby. So from much as I can say here, there are as far as I can say this, for this is, I don't think it's a good idea to talk about Cornette at Matt. But apparently, as for Cornette and his crony, what does Matt's past have to do what he is today? And also, 
What do you mean his promos are crap? And you thinking, uh, the old timers who are way more older than Matt Hardy, who probably are more happy and delighted about Matt. In fact, I'm surprised that Brian's trying to Brian and Jim are trying to go as far as to or as to realizing that. I mean, in my opinion about Matt, is does is his promos a crap? Not really. He, but that doesn't mean that he's a terrible performer. I mean, we know. I mean, a lot of us would know about his his crazy things he did with uh, Rebe. But but since then, they both have been approved. I mean, actually, all three of them, to be honest. Both Jeff, Matt, and Rebe have become better humans. In fact, Rebe is more happy now since she has been, I mean, not, I wouldn't say too much happy, but she's happy that she's doing something with her four kids and also dealing with her husband. And as far as I can tell you, I mean, right now, Rebe's trying to put a uh, party for her for her daughter, Evie's uh, second birthday that involves with the theme of gothic and mermaids. Of course, Curtis is probably going to squeal and say, Oh, she can't do that! I'm like, why not, Cornette? Of course, Cornette will be like, bitch, be such a whiny, bitchy person and saying stupid stuff. Either way, this is not going to try and get attention. I mean, seriously, after all, oh, I mean, I, again, I don't know what, what about, for, what has to do with some drugs, some questionable drugs. Hugs that Cornette mentioned, or the fact that at uh, Brian's being completely more toxic than Matt Hardy is, to be honest. I mean, after all, but either way, I mean, all three of them are in the wrong, and they should never get into it. Argument, but what Matt's saying is he should not mention about Cornette, but I guess since Cornette has. I mean, I haven't heard much about Cornette lately, and I guess people are still mad at him for the awful comments he said to Kenny Omega uh, and Dakota Bushi. Which, by the way, I haven't heard much about going on with Abushi since since he's been dealing with a lot of he was dealing a lot of stress. Since I found out that his mother was almost trying to harm herself completely, and uh, and uh, and uh, he had to take care. And I guess, and of course, there was a lot of cr- trouble and controversy between him and New Japan. But I think things have been 
much clearer, I guess. But at the very same time, Cornet still had still harbor or anger at him, even though for no apparent reason except for what he saw all, all online. That has nothing to do if this wasn't true for Kota as much as it is for Kenny too. But, you know, it's how it is, seriously. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Drew Gulak is a madman. So, I guess I can explain. So, a long time ago, Drew Gulak decided to form out a stable known as Catchpoint. Now, they were, uh, I guess they were poor, I think it was Drew Gulak, maybe it was Tracy Williams, thinking, no, it was Gulak, um, as, and this was only exclusively to evolve wrestling, um, <sighs> they were a bunch of wrestlers who had trained much hard. Alright. Alright. Anyway. Surprise, surprise. It's becoming. It's now becoming a wrestling school. Um. I'm in shock. <laughs> yep. So, anyway, I'm trying to remember much about this. I remember it's never mentioned here, but good grief. The Evolved Tech Team Championship with Tracy Williams. Yep. I wonder if there's a mention 
hit. Oh, wait. Yeah, I can't believe it. But they don't mention about the stable known as Catchpoint. But according to what Tracy Williams here says here, um, it says here, Williams held the Evolved Tag Team Championship with Drew Gulak and Freddie yeah, respectfully representing the stable Catchpoint. <laughs> I think. Yeah, so it's Gulak, Tracy Williams, and I. Did I remember Wheeler Utah part of it? I know Fred Yehi was. Hold up. <laughs> We're gonna solve this. Yes. See here. Yeah. No, I don't remember. Maybe it was. I don't know. <laughs> but according, I think he was. Apparently, because according to, if you guys are wondering. In, um, if you haven't heard, there's an app called Threads. Its parent company is Meta, uh, formerly known as Facebook Incorporated. Um, apparently, there's a Threads it's for Threads account for this. It says here, Catchpoint, Philadelphia. Hello, pro wrestler. Your new fight is beginning. Head trainers, Drew Gulak, Wheeler Utah, and uh, and it says here, a sauce underscore Williams, which that's his uh, his uh, Instagram handle is um yeah, I think yeah, he was probably was part of it but I don't know if there was anything mentioned about it So, <laughs> uh, this is so weird. So, I find it funny that <laughs> I, I find it funny that it's happening. And by the way, if you guys are wondering. Uh, who trained these guys? Um, I think Drew Gulak. I'm not hundred percent sure. He might be trained under the uh, CCW Wrestling Academy and the Chicago Wrestle Factory, which is which. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but yeah. So I would say, without saying this, sounds a little less controversial. 
I'm assuming he was trained by Skyeda and uh, Chris Hero. E <laughs> And I'm assuming that would apply the same for Tracy Williams, because even though his his even though it says here that his ringings were also Dieter von Stonewalt and you know, Silver Ant and Green Ant, I'm assuming he same thing with Gulak. But now as for Wheeler, Utah, I think. I don't know who, I think, who trained him? Oh, Gulak has, him and, oh yeah, him and uh, Tracy Williams. Yeah, that makes sense. That Gulak and Williams are taken in Wheeler, Utah. (laughs) Also, he, oh yeah, and also, even though according to what Wikipedia is saying, I'm not 100% sure to say this, but I don't know if he was also trained by, uh, by the international man known as Cheeseburger, otherwise known as world famous CD, CB, <laughs> but I don't know. I can 100% confirm that Delirious trained, uh, Delirious, probably Daisy Hayes trained, uh, <laughs> for, uh, World Famous CB, Cheeseburger, um, because she was trained in the, uh, Ring of Honor Dojo, uh, now known as the World, well, even now he's running the school. No, it's the worldwide, worldwide dojo. Oh, <sighs> in fact. <laughs> Yeah, and the one reason why I like much about, uh, <laughs> about, uh, c- about, the uh, Cheeseburger, or World Famous CB, it's because the man has been, the man is from Trenton. I mean, our, wait, New Jersey State Capitol? Good grief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... He has gone from a lot, and he had, and I know people are going to say as much about him, but, yeah, I mean, he has gone through an enormous amount of changes in his body since his debut in Ring of Honor, or, really, um, if you guys haven't noticed about him, uh, when the CB was 
start debuting in uh, Ring of Honor. Er, um, he was really much skinny. And despite that, they, they were like, not pleased as much. But the more he uh, evolves out the out because he um wanted to get a better look at himself. I mean seriously when he became known as uh um <laughs> Yep <laughs> and actually looking at his looking at his Instagram account it's world famous C B but says cheeseburger. It said professional wrestler world traveler. The world famous C B Cheeseburger head trainer owner of Worldwide Dojo. Oh <laughs> and I say that he has been working really hard right since his debut in Ring of Honor, as far as I can tell you, he's got uh, he got jacked up. Of course, people are probably going to say something about it, like how this happened. But uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely deserved to have this body being sculpted, and. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, for those who are wondering how old, uh, <laughs> how old he is, well, according to this, <laughs> there's no way this is entirely true. Um, it says here, he's 30 years old. Oh. <laughs> so, I'm assuming his birthday, according to this, is July, uh, what is this? July... Six, seven days ago? More than seven days ago, I think. Let me look at this. I'm assuming it's July 3rd. Right? <laughs> yeah, because it says here, 30... In all smiles. All s <laughs> so, <laughs> for those who are wondering, yeah, so. He made his debut back in what, twenty, two thousand twelve. So even though he's thirty now, hold up. <laughs> yeah, so he might be what born on in nineteen ninety three. Yep. <laughs> so hold on, let's see when he made his. 
chance. He was 19 years old when he debuted in... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. April 5th, 2012. Mm -hmm. But he turned 20 when he debuted in Ring of Honor. Explains it. So, as you know, oh, he was 18. He was going to be 19, but he was 18 years old when he debuted. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. Now, since he runs the. <coughs> now he's much seasoned up. Um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense for me to say that. April. Yeah. So, Cheeseburger has been wrestling since 2012, so... What has that been? What? 11 years. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, I've been with him since he showed up and... Since he got bullied out in Ring of Honor. Or, thanks to... In that storyline, due to the fact of, uh... Charlie Haas... I mean, seriously, <laughs> Cheeseburger has evolved a lot. I mean, seriously. I mean, what I mean by when he debuted, yeah, as I remember, when he debuted in Ring of Honor, er, er, and gets, then he got hurt by um, Charlie Haas, as I remember. I was like, damn, why is he taking on that poor skinny boy? And then, <laughs> that, because that was, that's what, and then, of course, he teamed up with uh, Roderick Strong. But since then, I mean, yeah, I see that way. And now he's 30 years old, and whew, now he's, like, getting there. He he has changed since, since, since his day. Real in the uh, Ring of Honor. So. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to say that. But anyway. So yeah. So there you guys go. I guess. <laughs> I don't know if it's entirely true. But. But it. It makes sense that Yuta ends up being trained out by. Um, Gulak and. Uh, Williams, and then all of a sudden those three open up a wrestling school. And I think I swear YouTube maybe was part of Catchpoint, so of Catchpoint Wrestling. So that makes a lot of sense to me. So it's good for uh, it's good that uh, they're doing that, and not to mention because of that, um, well. I mean, it's not to mention, I mean, Willow Utah has come a very much of a long way in, um, in, uh, 
rustling thing. And I will be honest with that. So, yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you guys something. I am not 100% sure what it is being confirmed yet or not. But, um, first of all, I want to thank to my friend Rich for sharing me this information out there. And, uh, I think there is something going on. I'm not 100% sure, but it has to do with what happened, um, last night on, um, SmackDown. Um, and apparently explains my friend Rich went decided to go after a troll who decided to slammed, um, the wrestler known as, uh, Stutzy Blackheart. It's been now. It's been revealed that Shotzi Blackheart is in a feud against and control damage, it's specifically well with Bailey. Anyway, it's anyway. Um, the reason of this happening is um, she's cutting off. She happened was Bailey cut off her hair. <laughs> and furthermore, um, for some reason, now I now for some reason I don't know what was going on. Well, it turns out uh, Shotzi um, not only had her hair, her, she had her long hair cut off, off part of her long hair cut off by um, Bailey because it making her so much, I don't know, cynical. Well, and I don't know why Duddy would do something so one of their talented wrestlers like this. But, anyway, it's, hey, and a video on, uh, and anyway, in a uh, video promo, oh, Shotzi was sitting, I think, in the bathroom, crying, nearly about to cry, and she ends up shaving her hair uh, as she was sit cutting a promo towards Bailey. Now, I was stunned by hearing about this. And then I find out that uh, she did this for her. Anyway, a, it's revealed that Shotzi Blackheart revealed that she did this for her sister. And I'm like, what do you mean by Anyway, it's been revealed that <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's she says here, I love you, you sister, you are my inspiration. <laughs> And I guess, and I guess this is her, and I guess the reason why is that her sister, now I'm not 100% sure, but I guess it's been revealed that her sister is in fact, um, is battling cancer. I, I don't know what kind of cancer it is, but 
It's been reportedly she has it. Anyway, um, and I'm shocked to hear about this, and it's so crazy she did that at, um, during SmackDown. And I guess it's been, I guess it got proved by, um, whoever's running the, uh, whoever's running out the Bailey, uh, Shotzi feud. And I'm, and I'm shocked to hear about this. Um, so, anyway, um. So, it's crazy enough. <laughs> that this is happening. Um. I think this is her sister. Which is really kind of crazy. That how much people are going through. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense what's going on. So, because of that, uh... <laughs> So, yeah, I see what's going on here. Anyway, so, um, I'm hoping for the sake of this, um, that, uh, Shotzi would do this stuff, and I hope, I hope this is, hope it's better, you know, but, uh, for, but, for some reason, it, it's in for what happened, it was a very for somebody to get angry at Chelsea because of what she has done and to somebody she cared for so much. It is not okay for uh not okay for what had happened. And apparently everybody is covering this. Yes. Oh, okay. So, it says here, here I'm reading an article from Sports Kita, who says here about what, what happened. It says here, while well, Kayfabe aims to show Shotzi Blackheart's new look and 
new look and character on the day. The superstar shaved her hair to support her sister Shawnee, who's battling, but which is called I can't say the word, but it's called bile duct cancer, and undergoing chemotherapy. And it says here, fortunately, Shawnee's cancer was diagnosed in the early stages, and she's undergone surgery to remove it. And it says here, Shawnee has taken to social media to provide updates about her health and is approaching with the path of recovery with a positive mind. So, that's the reason why, for those who are wondering. And which, by the way, I mean, I, you know what happens, I accidentally liked one of her of her sister's post. I mean, I guess before the cancer happened, she looks really beautiful. And so I guess with the, so I guess with the battling of this bile duct cancer, um, for what's going on with her sister, and, you know, and Shotzi doing that to nor support her, uh, sister is really kind of crazy. And, it's said that she shaved off her her green hair, um, but I'm pretty sure she'll come out something different and new. So I do look, and guess, and I'm gonna say this, I do look forward to see how this would play out, but. As for the as for anybody who goes upset with um what Shotzi is doing and because of because of her sister, you know, y'all need to get help. I mean I mean this is and, and thank you and also I wanna say thank you to my friend Rich to sharing me this information out there. And he and for the person who thinks it's ups it's tries to slam it yeah, you know what, dude? You need to get slammed yourself. Uh, you know, there will be people doing some bold and bold and de- bold things, but you cannot slam them for what they're trying to do. Ew. And anyway, so. <coughs> anyway, so those that, so anyway, so here's more to this. Um Anyway, I'm also reading from, it says here, uh, E. Rosley News, who has a little more information about the bile duct, uh, uh, cancer. It says here, er, it says that the type of cancer that forms into the slender tubes known as bile ducts that carry the, the digestive fluid bile. Oh, even though, even though the cancer was diagnosed early on, and and she's continuing to go undergo 
uh, chemotherapy and surgery to remove it. So that's for those who are wondering. So yes, it's the slender tubes of that carry the digestive fluid bile, meaning it's in this. I think it's around the stomach area. Yeah, so it's really cool to hear that uh, Saucy sister doing that. So what happened was, and because of what she did, I mean, I will say this. For those who are wondering, yes, Shotzi definitely deserves everybody's, I mean, Shotzi definitely should get a lot of respect from the the pro wrestling community. And those who don't, yeah, you're not even a real wrestling fan. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to say that. You can't. You can't say you're a wrestling fan without realizing what the heck is going on on um, while somebody is doing this for a family member. Uh, and I will say for Shotzi, he, he, you did a really grateful thing. And as for Shawnee, I hope you. I hope this. I hope this can. I hope this mild duck cancer really goes away, because you know it's really kind of crazy that this is happening. So, anyway, hey, so. And like I said, if anybody who's upset by the fact what Shotzi did on SmackDown, y'all need to, y'all need to, you know, need to find some help because you can't be upset for something what Shotzi wants to do, and what Shotzi Blackheart wants to do is what the woman wants to do, okay? Okay, because you know you're making a fool out of yourself. Now, I want to point out something. It's been revealed through on AEW social media. But for those who are wondering what's going on, I found out that AEW, I guess, upcoming uh, Wednesday episode of uh, Dynamite, dubbed as, um, how do I put this? Blood and Guts. Apparently, the Apparently, the Blackpool Combat Club is taken on against, and, well, let's just say it's not just the Elite. It's been revealed it's the Golden Elite. And for those who are wondering, what does this mean? Well, the Golden Elite is the firms of, well, actually, it's been referred to out in Japan, those who are not much familiar with New Japan is actually the reference of Nick and Matt Jackson, aka the Young Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi. Now, before anybody think, goes crazy and saying something real stupid, and understand that this is a ref- the, the the idea of the name of Golden Elite is referring to, well, how do I say it? It's referring to the tag team name that Kenny Omega and uh, Kota Bushi were known 
and while they were wrestling for DDT Pro as the Golden Lovers. And I understand, I just understand that uh, <laughs> it's just, now the tag team name is just uh, meaning that it's a, it's, it's very weird to talk about, but um, for those who are thinking, and is this entirely IRL? No, it isn't. Somebody's trying to make it sound like it is, but it isn't. It's just, just understand this is just as two guys who are really good friends. And, and they acted it, and as, well, lovers. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, they also end up winning championships. Now, I understand people are going to say, hey, that sounds weird. Yeah, I know, it sounds weird, but you can't blame um, Kota and Kenny for this. But some people are because they think, oh, this is what they are. No, they're not. You don't know that is the fact, number one. And number two, I mean, as far as I can tell you, it could be, you know, it's just a freaking wrestling thing. You don't know if it's entirely true. But anyway, now, before y'all get mad at me, I, you guys are saying, well, it's just the Blackpool Combat Club who has five, and you're telling me the Golden Elite is four. Uh-uh. You forgot one more person. And Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> yeah, so apparently Adam Page is, in fact, also part of this. So he is considered to be the fifth member, or... or so because of that is at is so because of that at blood and guts, it's gonna be considered of of the Backpool Combat Club and uh, <laughs> of the four members of the Backpool Combat Club: Willard Utah, Brian Danielson, uh, Claudio Castagnoli, and John Moxley, and the fifth member. Er, er, Considering is <laughs> Takeshi. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, kids. I always have a hard time saying his name without looking it up on Twitter. God dang it! Ah, yeah, yeah. This is sorry. You know, I might as well use this. Uh. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> oh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the bat. <laughs> I can't say it's the right. Apparently, because they consider him part of it, but not officially, at, not an official capacity. Capis, 
sorry if you guys are wondering. Ugh. Yeah, it's... <laughs> yep, it's... Sorry, I meant to say it's Konsuk Takeshita, uh, who some reason considered to be the fifth member for the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, and yes, they will be taken on against the Golden Elite. So, it's crazy. And it might be interesting to see uh, Takashita and Ibushi go at it. That, that <laughs> Oh, wait. So, oh, wait. It's not Brian Danielson. Uh -oh. I made a mistake. Since Danielson, what, is he still recovering from an injury? So instead of what I said, it's actually, um, it's that... Apparently, it's the man they known, the man they called Pac. The, the, I'm not swearing, okay, because otherwise I'm not going to get in trouble for this. So, yes, it is, <laughs> let me refresh, let me just say this. It is the Young Bucks, that's Nick and Matt Jackson, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and Koto Bushi, otherwise known as the Golden Elite, taking on against the Black Hole Combat Club members. There's, um, Willard Utah, Claudia Castanoli, and John Moxley, with Konsuk Takashita and Pac in a blood and guts. But... <laughs> anyway, I... Anyway, this might be interesting seeing how this will go down because you got <laughs> because you got <laughs> this I'm sorry I'm laughing so much. I mean you got a lot of wrestlers are gonna go at each other. They're crazy. But um It's, it sounds like to me it's going to be crazy enough how this thing's to go down. So, um, yeah, so it would be interesting how the Blackpool Club is going to go up against the Golden Elite. Because, you know, it's crazy, y'all. <laughs> so, I guess Twitter's really, I guess the rest of Twitter is much popping. Um, first of all, I'm going to tell you some good stuff and... Actually, I'm going to wait for the good stuff and tell you some bad stuff right now before I get into the good stuff. So, battle, well, battle, everybody, and uh, understand this is trigger warning. Understand this is something that I am not 100% certain, but take this as you can because good grief, if wrestling Twitter is going to go... So crazy.
apparently one of the one of my follower one of the people I follow whose name is Carissa who shared a quote tweet saying where is the Teddy Hart in jail Twitter um somebody says here about this is he got caught hitting on a 17 year old on his regular account about a couple years back yikes Anyway, I guess somebody was running it and got chose himself. But apparently, the reason why she, quote, tweet this, she, quote, tweet TMZ. And this is what TMZ <coughs> is reporting yesterday. It says here, wrestling star Teddy Hart arrested. Allegedly had an ecstasy steroids in car. In other words, it's a drug paraphernalia. The paraphernalia. Sorry, that's... Geez. It says here, independent wrestling star Teddy Hart, the nephew of Bret Hart and Owen Hart, was arrested last week after cops said he was in possession of Wilkins Furnace as drug paraphernalia. According to Titusville Police, Police Department documents, Attained by TMZ Sports, the drugs were found in Teddy's rental car during a routine traffic stop on Friday in Titusville, Florida. Cops says the they initially pulled over the 43-year-old wrestler around midnight, and <coughs> midnight after they say he ran a red light and traveled a high rate of speed in a. 2022 Mustang. During the stop, through police said they smelled an overbearing odor of burnt, burnt uh, we'll just refer this as burnt, it says burnt marijuana immaculating from the vehicle and noted an unsealed medical marijuana container with a faded label inside of the glove compartment, as well as several several pieces of loose-leaf marijuana shake on one of the car seats. In other words, the man has so, I guess, had so much drug paraphernalia, it's really bad. Anyway, during an insurance search of the car, the cop says they found a baggie of red pills and a baggie of red powder that both tested positive for the presence of empty <coughs> MDMA. They also said they found two small vials inside of a bag of the car that was labeled Master... Ron and testosterone side pain, which cops say is known as anabolic steroids. Cops also claim they found another baggie during the search that contains blue powdery substance, which they say is also tested positive for MDMA. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry for the coughing fit, everybody. Anyway, it says here Teddy's real name, Edward Aninus. Uh, please don't get mad at me because I'm reading this from TMZ. <coughs> was 
then arrested and booked on two felony charges, possession of MDMA and possession of a controlled substance without prescriptions. And records shows he was released from custody on Saturday. This is far from the first time the wrestler has been in trouble with the law, and he has been in and out of jail multiple times in the last few years, including back in 2021, when he was also been accused of being possession of controlled substance. In fact, Teddy has been arrested so many times over the years. A Twitter account it called is Teddy Hart in Jail was reportedly created to monitor his moderate legal issues. In other words, um, I guess that's what uh, Carissa was tweeting about, uh, and I guess that Twitter account got into trouble itself uh, due to the person who was owning it because they did did terrible, crappy stuff. Anyway, it says here... Teddy, the youngest person to ever sign a Teddy developmental contract, has wrestled for multiple orgs in his career, including WWE and Ring of Honor. He spent most of the last decade, however, on the indie circuit. And I guess that's it. Now, my thoughts about this is it's really kind of crazy that Teddy keeps on getting arrested so many times. Now, I know the pro wrestling community is not much happy about this as I as anybody should be, but couldn't believe it. Now, I'm surprised somebody tagged in Jim Cornette and Brian last and says he's worse than Nick Gates. Uh, no crap. God, somebody tweeted. <coughs> so anyway, um, so my thoughts about this is why hasn't Teddy Hart still not been completely gone into jail? Well, I don't know what to say, but however he keeps on getting out, it is not going to help the community as a whole to get better until he gets until he's completely in jail now I have noticed that um, how do I say this apparently the uh, pro wrestling community is still much not happy about what's going on as and, and apparently there was, in fact, on Peacock, there was an, 
how to say this? There was a uh, documentary about him. Even though I haven't much gone through it. But what happened was, as far as I can say, is why Teddy Hart isn't jailed yet. Well, it's because some reason he keeps on getting out. And for some reason, I don't know how this happened. So, it's kind of crazy to hear about this. So, hopefully, I think it's time for the police do the right thing. And throw Teddy Hart in jail. Just saying. And as for the cats, <laughs> let me take care of that cat, Mr. Money's. Just get him, just get that poor cat at uh, some kind of declawed or something. I don't know. Who knows? Okay, speaking about speaking about craziness. So I actually kind of heard that um, that uh, NXT went down, and now Twitter is the wrestling Twitter is. Slightly mad at uh, Shawn Michaels due to the fact that Michaels' book in, I guess, has to do with Rey Mysterio's son Dominic winning in, in the NXT North America Championship. As far as I can tell you, this is ridiculous. But this is actually. Um, Dom's first title in, I guess, a while since he and his father had won the, uh, Daddy Tag Team titles. So, I guess it's kind of good, kind of bad. So, I know it's weird, but I think wrestling Twitter is, like, not pleased about this, I could say. So, good grief, good grief, good grief. So, um, I don't know how this will be played. I mean, the only thing it could happen is send Ray to go beat the crap out of his son again. Good grief. But, okay. So let me switch over a little bit to two good news. So, first of all, let's make you some good news about TJ Perkins. Apparently, the, um, apparently TJ Perkins has finally tied a knot with his his baby's mom his baby mama uh uh I guess to say she's also a uh or she's also a pro wrestler um or was I should I don't know if it's still true or not um her name is Aria Blake Anyway, he posted this that's just five hours ago and said with this caption. My heart is yours to fill or to burst, to break, or to bury, or to wear as a jewelry, whichever you prefer. Which the kiss, which them, two of them kissing, sing. and it might be a short uh, wedding thing in Probably between the two of them, maybe a couple witnesses. Now, I will say this congratulations to TJ and Aria to tie the knot. Now, the pro wrestling community, some of them have not understand 
what happened with TJ. Apparently, he was falsely accused is by someone who really went to went far as to uh, kind of disrespected. Uh, Kind of ended up disrespecting and, and lying their way about T- about TJ Perkins badly enough. So the only person who saw that was the one and only Aria Blake. So because of that, the two of them ended up not only being together and having up having a child, they are now officially married. Which that Instagram post says here. Um, it's kind of crazy. Now, let me switch over also to another good news. So, if you guys don't know, Alexa Bliss, who has been lately been really striving. Um, I just, I'm going to tell you, she was on uh, The Weakest League. Which apparently, if you guys haven't seen it, I highly recommend to go watch it on Peacock TV. But otherwise, I'll tell you what happened. She kind of much didn't last long as anything, but she did pretty well. But uh, she got eliminated out. Uh, I think she was what the second person be eliminated, or was I forget the first or the second person? No. The first one who got eliminated was the Miz. And I was like, really? <laughs> Apparently, I'm going to go over my week of sleep tweets because now I do will talk about about uh, some of that as well. So, apparently, the Miz got, uh, <laughs> so, uh, The Miz got eliminated first, and then Bianca Belair got eliminated second, after she got screwed up, up, uh, oh yeah, Alexa Bliss, they got eliminated in the third, so I understand these are kind of just spoilers, um, then fourth was Seth Rollins, fifth was Becky Lynch, and followed by Big E leaving both Coffee Kingston and Austin Creed to go at it, did which apparently Austin Creed prevailed over Coffee Kingston after it ended up getting. Missing one and ended up getting four customs right versus versus Cree no, versus King, uh, Coffee, who ended up getting two wrong answers and three correct answers. Of course, there was a lot of shenanigans going on, and uh, with the new with all three members in a new day, because what happened was when Jane was about to send everybody off to commercial break. Like, all three of them are, like, be- doing silly shenanigans. I guess what happened was, uh... <laughs> I think what happened was... I think Coffee and... I think it was Coffee or Austin. 
and and Big E carrying. And no, I think it was Coffee and Big E were carrying uh, Creed around, and they were like going back and forth. One of them holding the other one, and while Jade Lynch is like telling everybody, he's like continuing on. Anyway. And the two, and of course, when it went down between, uh, between Creed and, uh, Coffee, the two of them were acting so silly while, once again, Jade was setting them, um, and I was like, you guys are crazy. But it was pretty funny how it ended up, up with Austin Creed. Finally, it had answered the question, and he says, Don Quixote! I'm like, oh, god dang it, Creed! And then when I heard Jane says, that is correct. I'm like, what the heck? How the heck did he knew that? I'm like, my word. And of course, he be, of course, everybody was actually there to raise money for Connor's cure. I was like, oh, that's nice. So, <laughs> Creed made almost about, Creed and everybody else made about almost 70 thousand dollars for Connor's cure. I'm assuming that's what everybody was fighting for. So, I had to talk about that first, because now I can shift over to Alexa Bliss. So, I had finally ended up casting um, an entertainment tonight, and apparently it's been revealed that Alexa and her husband, Ryan Kamara, are, in fact, having a... Dermal bleep! Alexa and... Lexi and Ryan are, in fact, expecting a girl in December... In December of 2023. In other words, they're having a baby they do this December. Hopefully not on New Year's Eve. <laughs> God dang it. Because why I'm saying that? Because it's really kind of crazy that I end up finding out there are two wrestling couples who are married on New Year's Eve. Eve. Mickey James and Nick Aldis. This. And, uh, and of course, Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. Who, by the way, is one half of the Duddy uh, Women's Tag Team Champions with Sonya Deville. Um, that happened around, well, Monday Night Raw. So, I would like to say is, it's really kind of cool for, um, for, uh, cool that is really happening, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of crazy. So, anyway, so, <laughs> so there were a lot of things that went down, but I'm really shocked that, uh, uh that, uh, Alexa Bus is having a baby girl that is due in December of 2023. I'll let you guys know when that is happening soon. And when that when things go down, so yay for Lexi and Ryan. <laughs> and also, it was the perfect time because it was also Ryan's birthday. Uh, hey, when the 
announcement truck. <laughs> so DDT Pro had a uh, had a matches upon matches and their event called Wrestle Peter Pan. Um, apparently, there's some, and I'm taking this from the DDT Pro Wrestling English uh, Twitter account. Uh, to which is DDT Pro Ing, which is E N G. Um, apparently, they are they're translating everything into uh, English for us, and uh, yeah. So apparently, apparently, um, what happened was in DDT Pro, oh, um, there was championship titles change uh, from their their event, Russell Peter Pan. <coughs> anyway, um. <laughs> I'm just finding their tweets here for a moment because it is really kind of crazy even though I'm getting advertisements, like, for real. Anyway, um, apparently the two important things that I want to point out is Chris Brooks, uh, winning the, uh, DDT Pro, um, KO-D, uh, championship belt, uh, where he handed up defeating I'm just trying to find the the comments <clears throat> of course I also should point out something too apparently somebody was also in uh, Japan as well uh, uh, I guess considered to be an associate to um I don't know. I guess I consider him to be the associate with uh, the Blackpool Comic Club, uh, Takashita, uh, uh, Konsu Takashita, uh, wrestled on Russell Peter Pan, an event for DDT Pro, which I think he won a match. It's kind of crazy to hear about this. Although, I think we may, I think he'll be probably challenging Chris Brooks for the championship he has won. Anyway, um, <laughs> and on top of that, uh, apparently, 
uh, there's some tweets and stuff. Like, Chris Brooks tweeted out some photos where uh, he posed with... Uh, <laughs> with... With um the owner of Gato Move, uh Emmy Shakura, which apparently uh Chris is also part of the that uh promotion as well. Even also Emmy also wrestles slightly in AEW, but we haven't seen her in a while, so seriously, Tony, when are you gonna bring her back? Anyway, of course, I don't know who's the other wrestler, but Bro has the shit up uh, Thailand Championship belt. I'm like, really? I'm like, do I have to ping uh, Tapla to kick this, get this, get her kick some butt? <laughs> anyway, also Matt Cardona, he wants the DDT Universal Championship badly enough. And I was like, really? <laughs> so because of that it was crazy. Um the reason what happened was <laughs> what happened was Matt Cardona cheated his way to win the uh DDT Universal title with his uh quote unquote um manager um uh excuse me uh Stephanie Delander anyway for those who are wondering how this all happened well, I can quickly go through over it much, but for the championship titles, uh, okay, okay, for uh, Kansu Takashita, who came to Japan, who went back to his home country, Japan, without Don Callis, good, uh, took on against Yuki Unino, oh, and. <sighs> <laughs> And despite of you know surviving the brutal onslaught attacks, I guess what happened was uh, Takashita won. I think. <laughs> anyway, Matt Cardona he challenged Tetsu Endo uh, with his manager, is Steph Delanda, or. Uh, um, and they were smashed, there were a lot of wrestling moves, but apparently Steph got hit with the belt from Cardona. She actually, she ends up kissing Endo, badly enough, and then won the title. Oh. <laughs> anyway, eh. but the main event match was, more importantly, was, uh, was uh, Chris Rooks uh, taken on against and the KO-D Openweight Championship 
champion, uh, Yuji Hino. And despite that, Hino wasn't considered to be an unstoppable monster. But... <coughs> Brooks uh just just won the match. It's crazy enough has to do with it. But anyway, however, I do want to talk to you guys about something else. <laughs> Apparently Colin, the wrestling idol. Anyway, she, she spoke in her native uh, language. As she tells, as the DDT pro Darren says, the DDT pro English Twitter account says, "Update: We got another video message from Maki Iso regarding our universal sound. I'm tired of seeing their faces in America, but don't worry, everyone." will bring you back to the universal title. I think everybody knows what everybody knows what Anyway, um I'm gonna try my best reading what she said in the I'm gonna try my best to read what the plate. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> she started to swear off. <laughs> Iso has stood across both of them in the ring more times than I want to in America. Oh my god, Moggy! Moggy started to swear all. started to swear. Please don't get mad at me for saying this. But anyway, she says, but don't worry, everyone. The cutest in the world, Moggy Hito, will bring that Here, Mommy Nico will definitely take that, take the belt back as, as her daughter. I mean, big part daughter. <laughs> 
praying yet Matt Cardona uh, in her profile. <laughs> That's all from me, Maki Ito. Also, I'm sure this match will be definitely talked about across the world. So please have the English commentary for this show. Oh. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, god dang it. Maki Ito is a savage. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing so much, but jeez. So those who are wondering, what does Maki Ito mean by? Um, in the upcoming, um, I think it'll be happening soon. The next uh, championship match uh, against Cardona is scheduled out for September 24th. <laughs> According to the DDT Pro oh, uh, English Twitter account says here, September 24th, new match card. After successfully snatching the Universal title off of Endo's hands, Cardona's first challenger is none other than one of his biggest rivals in, in game-changing wrestling, Maki Ito. <laughs> And has been reported on their on the uh, website in Japanese. <laughs> but God damn <laughs> <coughs> So apparently it's been reported this that uh <laughs> Maki Ito's gonna go after Matt Cardona. Uh uh, in September. Now, if you guys don't know what what they mean by um, for game game change, <laughs> oh boy, game change. Whoopsie. Apparently, um, Game Changer Wrestling thing, uh, is gonna get crazy. <laughs> so, So it's kind of crazy to hear about this. Now, um. <laughs> uh, let me see about the titled shots. Oh. Oh boy. So, yep. 
So I guess you guys didn't know that uh, Maki and uh, Cardona have been feuding. And it's like crazy to hear about this. <laughs> so So, I don't know what to expect, except for there's going to be probably a lot of craziness happening. So, so I can't wait to, for Maki to beat the crap out of Matt Cardona. But, if Card if, but Maki will may need backup, so maybe she'll beg egg that... Um, uh, former, uh, maybe she get, the uh, former, um, <sighs> maybe if she can, she maybe can get help from backup from former, uh, DDT, uh, Uni for Universal Champion. And former <laughs> um, Tetsuya Endo, oh, so they, at least they can, at least she can just, at least he can distract Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? I mean, it's kind of crazy hearing this happen, but. So, who knows how crazy this is, so, crazy as can be, but I'm just going to say this, this, that, um, I can't wait for Maki to get the chairship. I don't know why I prefer Maki Ito just, just destroying in anything, especially half deal with Mark Cardona. <laughs> I can't wait to see that happen. <laughs> Okay, I just realized that I haven't posted much to say in this podcast episode. But besides what's going on is that good grief. I don't know what the heck is going on, but I think there's something happened with Lufisto. And I'm not surprised on how she is doing this. But <sighs> if you guys want to know what she said, she is... Really, really is causing since something that I'm trying to get my head around. Now, which now the reason why I have noticed about her post is because somebody who I follow liked her, her, or what she said here. According to this long thread she posted 
are now on, tw are now of, tw or formerly of Twitter, now X. She says here, had one hour phone call with a current AEW talent. She won't specify who it is, but geez. There, anyway, the women who actually addressed the problems I did today were the ones sent home by Tony Gaunt. There was a meeting to shoot on Thunder Rosa that le that Khan attended. Before leaving, he reminded me that the their segments were the lowest. When some girls arranged a meeting to talk about Baker's crew, one of them ran to Britt to let her know. He's, the girls that wanted to address the problem were the ones punished. Things didn't better. They got worse. Legitimate wrestlers believe Tony doesn't give a damn about women's wrestling and feel they're going back to the Divas era. Ask me who the F I am. I'm, um, tell me I'm irrelevant and that I that I'm doing this for attention. Call me a liar. Tell me to oi delete myself. That's something really bad. You keep closing your eyes and supporting human beings with crappy behavior. With the message to support, especially the phone, this phone call I received from AEW employees, this nobody did the right thing. Okay, who for, whoever told her that at at can't be in, can't be somebody working in AEW. Ew. Uh, somebody tweeted here this show screenshot about Lou Fistle. Sheds here. This really sounds like you had problems. Stop your drama. Uh, oh, shows her a screenshot at, from last, last year in April. Whew. Somebody says here, as much as I support you speaking up, why did you throw Sky Blue under a bus for being quiet? Maybe she's just an introvert or quiet. Doesn't mean she should be called out for being quiet. Uh-oh. <laughs> this person says, we, we're not saying you're a liar. We just have no legit idea who you are. Who you actually are, though. Like before today, I never said any said of you in said of you in my life. And somebody responded to her. Said this person says that's nice. Some of us know about Lou Fistel for decades. Not me. She. <laughs> that's for her shots. And then this person says, "You lack of knowledge not validate anything besides be, anything being said. Google is the thing." And this person says, "Then you Google it, nerd." <laughs> the broad is forty-five and got bullied by a bunch of twenty-somethings. Something sounds made up for attention. Wow, jeez. 
Um, Damn, everybody, I don't know, this is so crazy. I mean, part of me wants me to take on Lufisto's side, but the other part of me is like, this is really much a lot of cringe going on. So, uh, <laughs> oh, this one. how to say this, but jeez. Of course, and then there's a lot of others' comments. Somebody says here, if they were truly going back to the Divas era, as you say, Dynamite 200 doesn't end with Sheeta winning the win AEW Women's title. I believe there's significant room for improvement. Also, I also don't think it's it's bad as you and others want to believe. Eve. And then Lufisto comes at this person saying, "These quotes are not what I'm, what I think. They're not from me, but from the employee who works there. She lives that reality at the moment." <laughs> oh, and then of course we have some weirdo who who somehow got verified. It claims that he has a lot of. Crazy! <laughs> oh, he has a lot of followers, but he's just like pathetic. Anyway, he says here, why does Tony Khan follow Brit drooling, kissing her a after Thunder Rosa match if he doesn't like it, or does he want Brit? Dude, that's very much pervert. And apparently, you want Adam Cole to kick your butt, my dude? <laughs> then this person comes after him says, Because she's tied to the least, so she's a gold goose. Uh, and then this person says, Baker wasn't looked at the way before becoming healed. Get over, getting over takes work. Stop making excuses because others can't get over. <laughs> oh no, somebody says here, this person says here, Dana Brooke is more over than Britt, her mate. Bruh, no she isn't. <laughs> Somebody says here, then she uses that new star power to sandbag another female wrestler to constantly promote promotes those acts and on their reality show. And then 
we wonder why others can't get over. Okay, somebody might be weird. And besides, I thought, and, and then of course I'm finding about Thunder Rosa. I'm like, isn't Ro isn't Thunder Rosa still recovering from an injury? As last I heard, so it's either she's tough. So whoever she's talking to is making it so awkward. Uh, somebody take. Uh, somebody screenshot something, and I can't take it, and I don't know where they're sourcing it from. But the only thing they highlight is Fightful. Oh, I mean, seriously. Okay, so my thoughts about this is, besides I'm trying to gather up a lot of things, I'm, like I still say, I think I want to take, I'm not going to take anybody's sides, because first of all, uh, who in the heck, who the heck, like, just me, who the heck, ex Who the heck said that? And on top of that, why would why would Lufisto tweet something weird? I, I love this person's response. Bruh. Maybe that's what caused the t Twitter to go crazy. Oh boy. Uh, anyway, for what I'm reading, there are a lot of craziness. Now, whose side I'm taking on so far and right now, nobody. But a lot of, but somebody brought up a crazy point here. Um, first of all, this person says, This show was made invented by women. Ring of Honor pay per view was made invented by women. How the heck Tony not care about women? It's strange. Women on are getting le way less time on Raw. I guess that's what they were trending about. Somebody then replies here and says, How about be constant? Not just see what, see, look what we did in a week. Eek. <laughs> and then this person chimes in and says, Yep, next week we'll go back to one three minute women's match. It's like, Why you think Jade hasn't come back yet? At, um, and then somebody said, and this is getting really weird. And it says, I doubt they even have anything for Jade at this point, even before she lost the belt. And then somebody says, yep, she never even defended the belt 
against actual contenders. Just as a week 50-year-old streak versus Enchanted Talent. <laughs> like, dude, we're... You're saying that you're... You're saying you're a wrestling fan? Like, uh-huh, yeah, you don't want to why you're crazy. I'll stay Enchantment Week. And then I'm glad somebody chimed in and says, Chris, Taya, Ruby... Rosa, Willow, Athena, Madison, etc. Yeah, a titten, titten, to me, telling my butt. Because, uh, now, another, and then, of course, then we have this person says here, another one says, I was going to accuse you of the drama, but then I realized you're, you're a professional wrestler. Carry on, I'm interrupting. Somebody comes and, and like, tries to defend and her. She said, says she's one of the GOAT in the innies and really said that she didn't want to work at AEW due to the reasons listed and that she's whistleblowing. And then this person says whistleblowing's reserved for like reserved for like people saving lives and risking their own to do it. And then this person comes up with this using the dictionary website. I'm like, really? News to me. And then this person, and then this continues on, says, I'm arguing that you're giving Lou Fistel a lot of credit for saying there's drama behind the scenes, as opposed to, like, revealing an employee is violating OSHA or embezzling money, or revealing the government is murdering <laughs> isn't people. And then this person, this verified person, now understand this is the same person, continues and says here about the, the definition. And but this person comes in and says, whistleblowing goes to the government, not Twitter and dirt sheets. Barely he's right. Even though she'll go crying of a a about this, but. To tell you the truth is, you know, first of all, the tweets have been really crazy. But to criticize Tony Khan, and then of course, here's the thing. If you are calling out some, even though, like, yes, you may call out somebody, but here's the thing. Don't tag them on Twitter. I mean, seriously. Hey. Because then they'll know. Oh. I mean, I mean, there could be a lot of other things. But for those who are wondering about Lou Fisco, as far as I can tell you, yes, she is indie wrestler goddess, I would say. But she hasn't been seen lately because due to her age. And on top of that, um, you know, you know, she, um, she was one of the best, I should say. I mean, she had to compete the likes of, I, likes of everything. Now, for those who don't know much about her and say, and those who are come out and say, Oh, won't you Google her? I'm like, dude, like, nobody wants to. And for those who said, those who said they know her, Name one of her matches, because the only thing I can think of is all those times she had against Necro Butcher in Combat Zone Wrestling. Probably nobody said that. <laughs> or, 
order the fact she became the she, she became the first and only female to win the Combat Zone Wrestling Iron Iron Man Championship belt. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but anyway. But, I mean, seriously, the, but all, that's all I can think of. I mean, she's also a great, I guess she's good at what she does. I mean, she designed her own shirts, arts, arts, and she used to team up with uh, Jordan Grace before Jordan decided to ditch Lou Fisto for uh, Impact Wrestling. And so... I mean, now does she have the right to talk? Does she have the right to talk about complain about this? Yeah, but at the same time, she deserves what she's gonna have. Now, people are saying like things like, "Who the heck like want to know who's the employee?" Now, people are saying it might be Sky Blue. I mean, I don't know what happened, unless this is about what happened. On dynamite, and some people also brought up some points saying like, why did why did they crown a new women's champion in Sheeta? I'm like, yeah, that's a very good point. It's like, oh, we're bringing back the ways of the ing of dirty divas. I'm like, really? Because that's what the heck dirty had to do. Just you know, get rid of it. Anyway. <sighs> and for those who are saying that she is acting like a whistleblower, um, seriously. So, I mean, she, the only thing she has done is tweet some information out. But I'm not sure if this is much of a whistleblowing thing. Unless this is something also has to do with her as well. But then again, you know. And for anybody using the dictionary, <laughs> anyway, <sighs> so the possibilities is the question of doubt is is Lou Fistle telling the truth? I I have no idea. If she, is Lou Fistle telling the truth? I have no idea. Is what she's saying could be true. There's a possibility it could be. And there's not much of a possibility it could be. I mean, understand, we are dealing with a lot of questions in the right now. And sure enough, I don't know. I mean, this is, gonna, this is actually becoming another PR nightmare for Tony Khan as, again. <coughs> Since the whole entire... Uh, CM Punk debacle just because somebody asked him about Colt Cabana. Uh, and, you know, and now we have Lufista going on to social, on to Twitter. There. And you wonder why nobody's happy with, and some of us are, some of them are not happy with her, and others, eh, I don't know. But they're, so anyway, we'll t this is might be a huge debate coming 
So keep your eye listening to the podcast, okay? <laughs> okay, so I also want to sh- also talk more a little bit more about AEW. But this point, the was like by Soraya, uh, one of the AEW talents, that like this tweet from somebody who's verified and says here, Hi, so I can I please clarify this cultaholic report since I was there... I was in attendance at AEW Dynamite. A lot of people left from the upper 300 sections. The bleachers. People with young kids and for lack of better terms, not equipped to sit in these seats for long. Why I'm not condoning it? Let's not drive the narrative that this was a mass exodus due to a this match main eventing. A lot more people left post-main event and before Rampage. Apparently, I guess Cultaholic is misleading information thing. A decent amount of fans reporting left due to the main event of AEW Dynamite. I guess because people couldn't stay long. Anyway, <laughs> this person came and says here, Articles like this come out every single time a women's match main event a wrestling show like Clockwork. These sites have to rethink what the point of posting them are because, real, because it really doesn't look good. This person said, who's got, who spoke about this first says, Exactly. Anything? Things said a certain way will sound bad. And this, anyway, another person says here, my assumption is it is done to upset us so we can talk about it and drive up engagement. Negative engagement is still avenue for these conflicts. <laughs> then, of course, this the same person who talked about it says, I honestly not a fan of the click by any means necessary types of stuff. Um. Anyway, a lot of people are on this guy's side, and for and I'm and I have to agree, because whoever apparently cultaholic is very much misleading. So the next time you guys see a post from cultaholic, just simply ignore it because. They're just attention seekers. I mean, you could call them out, but then again, and they're ones who want the clickbaiting stuff of and cause things. Um, the reason why I just want to point that out is because, you know, how everybody's talking about this. And on top of that, I mean, it's bad enough how it is, but... Now, I will also say this. I love somebody's misleading this. <laughs> oh my. 
And apparently, I can tell you right now, that definitely supporting Cornette. Uh, apparently, our ver apparently the verified friend. I'm going to reveal his name to as Kenny. It's underscore Kenny thoughts. It says a Kenny for your thoughts. Uh, apparently, he's dealing with a Cornette Cron Cornette uh, supporter. I should say. They sit here. Maybe not book a six-hour show in a stadium with uncomfortable seats. And he's Kenny says, "What does this have to do with the show in Tampa last night?" And then he says, based on your experience, you said people are leaving because the cheap seats were uncomfortable, correct? Well, an uncomfortable seat paired with a show that lasts six, over six hours is actually asking people to remain in the uncomfortable seats that long. No wonder people leave early. And then he says here, Kenny says, if you are talking about Tampa and actually saying the stadium, then I would say it was only a three-hour show only. Somebody says they were attending the show. Says I was there too. It was a three point five hour event, and if you include dark matches, not six hours. There's, there's. I also agree. Um, more people left before the rampage statement, not during Dynamite's main event. For large scale wrestling shows in Tampa, you have limited options for venues. <laughs> oh, and then apparently Kenny comes in to get this person who says here, Hey, Kenny, I have an idea. I think you should deactivate. And then Kenny says, Nah, I look like hey, the man who saved you, you so I should, you should love me. <laughs> oh my god, I love this clap back. <laughs> he actually, the funny thing is, this dude, I'm gonna follow him, cause goddamn, thank you, Soraya, yeah, for liking this. <laughs> he, he actually almost looked like a skinny version of the, <laughs> of the bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> and this person is such a complete idiot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, um, but anyway, um, crazy enough as can be, I mean, seriously, um, you know, for those who are wondering, please don't get, don't get attention from, I have a rule for anybody in pro wrestling, do not give the Cornette cronies, or his, well, they're his fans, but I call them cronies because they'll do anything to tag in, tag Jim Cornette and get his, get the love and attention from him. Um, on top, and second of all, Besides that, at, do not give Cultaholic any attention either. Because they just want to do is, you know, get so much intention so they can feel need, wanted and needed. Just like this dude here who just responds. 
did to him. Oh my god. With, with the... With the... Stupid... With a stupid emoji that does not have to do with it. Apparently because... It's just attention seeking. That... So, anyway, um, yeah, that's much about to say. Okay, I know I should have this out sooner. I do apologize for everybody who's listening to this podcast. It was not meant to be because I was trying to deal with a lot of things going on and, you know, running two podcasts and dealing with a lot of other things that make me totally stressed. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this and, uh, Thanks for listening. I'll promise you guys, next episode will happen. And as soon as I hear anything more about whatever Lou Fitzel is saying, and, um, and it will be very much questionable. The one thing I did not like what she's saying is, is AEW is acting like they're dirty and trying to do this to the, you know, with the Divas Revolution. But the reason why somebody pointed out is, why the heck did... If Tony doesn't care about the women, why did he place the belt on uh, Sheeta? You know, and that's a lot of things that people want to know. Oh, and I know there are other things I talk about, and I kind of literally forgot. But anyway, I know it's kind of ridiculous to talk about. But the one thing I'm, you know, that is really sour with me besides Cardona's. Uh, manager is Lou Fistel. I mean you know but I didn't hear anybody give her death I didn't see any death threats I should say and for those who are wondering why I kind of reduced the cursing it's because Lou Fistel's crazy I mean she was I mean, I understand she's frustrated, but there's no way she should be cursing. So, anyway, that's it to tell you. Hopefully I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye for now.